0: Gracious hosts, unique lodging, and tasty cuisine. New Mexico bed and breakfasts are New Mexico true. Our innkeepers are as special as New Mexico, and we're sharing their stories. Read about them and plan your trip at nmbba.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. We love to go to New Mexico, and that's what we're doing Today, we are back with Ryan Miller, who is one of the owners of Bobcat Inn in Santa Fe. Him and his wife own and run it. You can go to Bobcatinn.com. And of course, this is part of our second Thursday. Yes, every second Thursday, we get to talk about New Mexico with innkeepers across the land of enchantment. And today, we're getting ready for late summer and fall, Um, especially you want to start planning because fall, um, it really starts the busy season in new mexico um and so we're going to be talking with ryan about that and i encourage you to go to the website for the new mexico bed and breakfast association that we do this show with and it is nmbba.org all the links are in the show notes no matter where you are watching or listening from so welcome back ryan how are things going over in santa fe
1: things are going well things are going well we could send a little more rain our way but things are going really well
0: Hey, we're recording this from Arkansas. We're getting plenty of rain, plenty of lightning and thunder. So, you know, um, yeah. it a little over west here. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard. Even our friends in Louisiana we were talking with today, they said, you know, it's a little dry. And I'm like, okay, um, it's a weird year, but um, fall is coming and it gets nice and cool. You have that dry air um, that we're kind of missing after being in the swamp. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> it's very dry here. It actually cooled down quite a bit overnight. It's been a cool day today. So that's a what? nice creep after about the last month, but we're going to get warmer again in a day or two. So uh, this won't last long. It's a nice little treat to give us a little preview for fall. So
0: Well, that's something interesting because what I've read is from the weather changes and you've had a hot summer, right? Um, and, and you know, as we're in that dog days of summer right now going into fall. Things get fickle and weird until really fall hits. So it, one day it could be fall and the next day it could be summer. Exactly. Um, I've heard that hatched chili season or the green chili season happened a little early this year. Is that true?
1: Uh, yes. The word is that it happened early. And uh, we're going to probably have some hot chilies this year because it's gotten so dry by the beginning of June. And the drier it is, usually the hotter the chilies are in New Mexico.
0: Oh, what's your favorite Please, that, way to have green the, chilies? What do you? What's your favorite favorite? My
1: favorite way. Um, I like it in dishes. I don't like to eat it separate. So, um, when I have it, I like it in dishes, um, like a chili rellenos or um, mm. enchiladas with chili on it, and sometimes just good old uh, mixed. You know, you can fry it up and put it on pretty much most things. So, uh, mm. and uh, you know. The big question in New Mexico and in Santa Fe is red or green, you know, and everybody yeah. has their, uh, their, their choice. And it's very highly debated here in New Mexico.
0: I, I like it all. I always want the Christmas style, you know. Depends on what I'm eating.
1: That's That's how I go.
0: Well, that's so. true, too. That is a good point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like, hey, it's one of the when you're visiting. You know what I mean? It's kind of one of those things to do. So do it when you can, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but in the green chilies, to me, they're just, they've are just they never been too hot. So now I'm curious yeah. about the heat index. That's gonna
1: <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's rumor, myth, if you want to call it that. But I've noticed that the chilies, you know, we use a mild chili in our end. And I've noticed that the chilies are hotter when we've had a drier year before, even when you mm. stick with a mild chili. We buy the same brand of chili. Every time that all comes from hatch, and mm. um, it is hotter usually if the year before was wetter. I mean, it was drier. Like this year, okay. our batch of chili is actually pretty mild. But we had a mm. wet year last year compared to this year. Okay. Now, so, do you um,
0: roast yours? Do you roast them, no, or do they come they, roasted?
1: They come roasted already. So
0: ah, so that makes it a little easier because I know yeah. how hard you guys work in B and B's, man. It's that's always a. <laughs>
1: That's that's one thing we don't make from scratch. We make most of our like all of our sauces and you know mm-hmm. toppings and stuff like that all from scratch. But the chilies, you know, mm-hmm. you need to have dedication and big issue and that we have is, as well as most people in the area is we don't have a lot of storage, and storage is a is a, is a big issue in Santa Fe because we don't have attics and basements in general in New Mexico. So, yeah, you're
0: used to your basements from being in Pennsylvania. Yes, used yeah, so. to the basement. Yeah.
1: So when you have the storage, you can put a big freezer of chili, um, but we don't have that. So um, so we do, we buy it, but we buy it, go through a ton of chili cases of ch- chili a month. I mean, we go through a lot. So uh,
0: That's yummy though. But, you know, I know that New Mexico is also known for having like the blue corn flour. Yes. Like, you know, people make blue corn flour. Like, uh, you know, Steve over at Bob Mansion showed us his blue corn uh, pancakes. Um We've had that. And then, or is it blue cornmeal? I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to get in trouble. So It's corn flour, cornmeal.
1: Cornmeal, bloom- yeah. I just made blue corn pancakes last week. Um, and we made a cardamom, cinnamon, uh, maple syrup to go over it.
0: Ooh. It was ooh. Good. Oh, that's and, a nice uh, spice. But does the blue corn ripen at this time of year? That's what I was wondering. I was like, because there's mm-hmm. beans, you guys have the pinto beans too near you. Yeah, the beans gotta-
1: should be coming relatively soon. The corn, the corn fluctuates. It can start like now, like right, right around now, or it can be later in the year. at it all it's highly dependent on the rain that we get, you know. Mm-hmm. And even though they irrigate everything, I still think that the corn knows all the plants know. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do to irrigate, they know that they're getting rainwater versus, you know, irrigated water. But um, we'll be seeing that very Mm -hmm. soon here, like in the next month-ish. It can start. Cool.
0: So it's getting towards fall. And that's I'm really glad you're on the show today because we want to talk about booking your lodging in advance because I know the Southwest has that, you know, fall kind of kicks off that season. You know, there's a summer travel, but fall kicks into the sun seekers. people going, okay. And then January, February, here comes like, oh, it's, it's you know, warmer weather in, you know, the Southwest. So I know that people should probably not wait too long to book what they want to do in the fall in New Mexico or anywhere, especially with bed and breakfast, because it's a limited amount of rooms.
1: If they want to book in the fall, if people want to book in the fall, we definitely recommend, you know, being booked by July. Um, We do have, you know, we do have spaces on the schedule, just like other places Um, in the last couple of years. Um, for us, we we've actually been pretty full by about the end of July for August, September, October. Um, you know, just like everybody, we all have um, space on the schedule if we don't have space. Um, in our schedule, we refer to other people in the bB Association. and the nice thing about the B&B Association website is you can search an area, oh, say Riadosa or Albuquerque mm-hmm. or Taos. Santa Fe, you can just go find it. You can search all the B&Bs in the association if you really want the B&B experience, which is a nicer experience than, uh, you know, being in a big, sterile hotel.
0: It's It feels uh-huh. that way for fall, especially when you have that yeah. little crisp in the air that, like, you know, the picture behind you, you've got a little fire going, you know, it kind of mm-hmm. feels there's something magical about B&Bs in the fall. I don't know how to explain there it, it to people, but it there is, and especially the fall colors. Um, you know, you come from the back east, you know, where you've got the the big major fall colors that people talk about. But for me, what's the land of enchantment has those blue skies. Yeah. Right. It's almost like that, you know, that gold vibe of what you have with all the, you know, the different adobe colors, like even what you have behind you, too. And those blue skies is just like that um, gold and that blue. Like it, that yeah. is the epitome of. Um, Blue. It's almost golden, but it's not. But those blue skies really make it to me. That the makes fall.
1: the blue, you know, and this picture actually behind me, this background behind me doesn't do the blue justice as well as it should. Um, the blue is so vivid and the, the golds are so gold. And, you know, even being from Pennsylvania, which had, you know, eight to 10 colors every fall, the the yellows and the golds are not as vivid and saturated. And I'm not talking about a filtered photo here A real natural photo coming out of these trees uh, and then you have that landscape just dotted with chemisa and the cactus do some really cool things this time of year where they start turning some really interesting colors and then you get the bounce of the light um especially off the Sanger de Cristos and santa fe it turns them almost a like a, it makes them like illuminate like a pink like a pinkish mm-hmm. red and um these are the Sanger de Cristos here behind me and it is mm. I have one unfiltered photo that I show to guests all the time. And it is, it is as orange as these cushions that are behind me here. And uh, you know, never thought a mountain could do that, but just the, the reflection. And then in the winter, it even gets more vivid. But the colors that we get are just pretty cool, pretty amazing. Um, the flowers, we start planting flowers now to have in the fall and it's flowers that grow better in the fall and just the colors that you get out of that are just really amazing and
0: um just do you do marigolds because you got to think dia de los muertos which that's the end of october so that's you know mm-hmm. we're pushing way into the middle of fall but I, we always do, have I did we do have some, we do and have some marigolds and mm. lantanas
1: and canna's a lantana lantana no we don't have any of those but we do do marigolds and um you know where we are we get a lot of wind so um
0: mm.
1: wind can and the wind usually only happens at night so people that want to book with us don't have to worry about that during the day as much as at night but you know you have a foot tall marigold it turns turns into this marigold that's like that or you know, things that grow yeah. more than foot tall i should say they just start blowing over and then then everything's looking like this rather than this. But anything under a foot generally stays good in the winter and I mean, in the fall, but the, mm-hmm. the wind really um, beats up some of the flowers uh, quite a bit. So we try to keep lower lying flowers. Like
0: yeah. That. That's a desert is like October and April yeah. are the two, you know, windy, mud. I don't care where in the desert, but there's something magical about that too. I, oh, it I it think is. the Southwest, the different experiences, whether you get monsoon rains or you haven't had much of that, maybe you will at the end, you never know. Yeah. Um, I know. It's like, I I'm hope. pushing it. I'm pushing it. Um, I hope you
1: get that. I really do. We yeah. need rain bad. Um, but the, you know, you get the, you know, I always say the wind is blowing, you know, souls of people passed through the mm. area. sounds a little Santa Fe woo woo, but you know, I really feel that And when you hear wind chimes and you hear things chiming in the wind, it reminds me of people that have uh, souls that aren't with us anymore, moving yeah. through and, and moving through the area.
0: Well, that that does bring us to um, the Day of the Dead, the Day of los Muertos, because I know you've, I'm sorry, you might as well go there, right? <laughs> uh, to start planning for going to these events that, um, unless you're in Mexico itself, New Mexico, these, this is the place to go, the land of enchantment, if you're going to look at um, the Day of the Dead and those celebrations. because, And then there is the one you were talking about um, last year, um, and I, I don't know if I know how to pronounce it properly. This is um, isn't that also, and then there's Spirits mm-hmm. of New Mexico Pass, the Golodrinas? I, yes. Whew, you've got, tell us all, let's We've talk about. we got all kinds yeah. of events. Uh,
1: so uh, last year was uh, Santa Fe's first uh, Dia de los Muertos uh, event and it was pretty magical it was um you could you know it's on this year it's on the 27th and 28th friday the 27th and 28th of october it's right. we always do it on a friday and saturday because we don't want to there's another uh, tribal ceremony for dia de mortis on the sunday afterwards
0: okay. and we
1: don't want to interfere with that we try to keep you know we try to keep all of our events so everybody can go to all the events and we're not competing with each other um nice. but it's really cool it's really um it was magical it, we had um we we had the ofrendas that that we had um, some uh, we, that we had blessed by the um, by people by a tribe in Mexico um, it was really amazing you could feel the energy coming up from in the plaza in the Santa Fe Plaza you could feel the energy coming up out of the ground it was it was weird creepy and amazing all at the same time and never expected that we did a glow-in-the-dark parade which we're going to have this year and it's just going to get bigger and bigger every year it's something that santa fe's wanted to have for many many years they came to our kiwanis club uh the kiwanis club runs a couple events in town and they said you know would you guys consider running this and we said we will run it and we'll run it under one circumstance that we can keep it as authentic as possible so we actually hired some people from mexico that run these events to come up and help us do it last year oh wow and to teach us how to do it in the authentic way because we didn't we wanted to honor the mexican tradition the best we could and not just Mm -hmm make it a big commercial event. And right. uh, so we did it and we did it well. It came out so well. I mean, we're planning on some more things this year. And each year we're going to keep building on that. There is another um Day of the Dead festival in uh, the Dia de Muertos Festival in New Mexico. And I forget what town it has it in, but um there's another one. But they run it on a different weekend. So, uh, again, we, we try to be really respectful of, of those mm-hmm. events. And um, other event that our club runs, um, which um, we're all pretty involved in, my wife and I are pretty involved in, is Zozobra, which the, Zizor, the word Zozobra means gloom. And the, always the Friday before Labor Day, we burn this giant effigy of gloom. He can be 55 to 60 foot tall, depending on the year. And we we get gloom from all over the world, comes in, gets mailed in, we now have a way to, to do it on the website. You just pay a dollar to process it. And um, it's really kind of cool. You can upload pictures if you want to get rid of your old your ex girlfriend, your ex boyfriend, your ex spouse, or whatever, or you, you know, you you got to. We've had people that have gotten over brain cancer, and they've put in their uh, their X rays from brain cancer, and they put it into Zerba's head, and it's like a renewal. It's like a new, it's like a New Year's Eve of getting rid of gloom, you know, and traffic tickets going there, mortgage pay, mortgage payoffs going there. It's getting rid of all the gloom that people have from the year, and you see the gloom. You see these people's faces, and once these all burnt, once those giant effigies. Burned, um, you see the relief and you re- see the the lifting of of everything going away. Wow. And it, on, it's on the first of September this year.
0: So. oh wow. So when they do that's cool. That's the yeah. day after my birthday. Yeah. See? See, that's I'm gonna, right. gonna be like see? the eve of gloom, right? Definitely. Is my birthday, right? Yeah. So when people are sending things from around the world, like or sending them in, they pay for it to be stuffed in the effigy, right? Yep. Um, and, are they able to see this in some way like on a website yes. or so,
1: <gasps> um cool. so we have a webcast the um the local ABC affiliate in this case koet out of Albuquerque um, does a webcast we also put it on TV and um, that's because we usually max out our capacity and we need to have a way for other people to see it so we had I think, oh, wow. over eighty thousand viewers all over the web last year all over the world and we have a cool map and it, it kind of shows you in live time of who's Dialing in, or who's not dialing? Wow, I sound old. Um, who's who's? <laughs> who's yeah, does anybody in? dial
0: anymore now? Right? Yeah. yeah. Who's, who's
1: popping into the see it? And it is so cool to see all the people. We have people. There's a there's a big following, in I think Korea there's a big following in South Korea, uh, and they actually have started to do some of their own events, and it's all based on Zozobra. Zozobra is actually the um, the birth child, we'll say, of Burning Man. Burning Man got the oh. right gift from Zozobra. So uh, it's really, a, it's a neat event. It's the second largest event in New Mexico. The uh, Bloom Fiesta is number one, which that's another fall event. Oh, but, um, It's the second yeah. largest event. And all the money for Zozobra, we're all unpaid volunteers, every single person that does, runs the event. And uh, all the money goes to children's scholarships and grants through the Qantas International.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, so uh, the, which one is the one that you would, I think, That the other event we I want to talk about the balloon Fiesta. Man, you better if you if if you want to do that in Albuquerque, you better book now. Like you're yay, yay, yay. Yeah. Yeah. Or start looking at next
1: year. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say, or you better start looking for next year, right? Yeah, we Um, had one
1: cancellation on Friday. It was filled by Saturday morning. Oh wow. So Yeah. uh, it does it happen.
0: Goladrinas. <laughs> what is a goladrinas?
1: So um, Las uh Las is, is a living farm. It's one of the oldest living farms in New Mexico. It's just like 10 minutes, 15 minutes outside of downtown Santa Fe. And it's a living farm where they they do they do everything the way they did it back way back when the area was founded. And, um, it's really cool. They do a lot of festivals there throughout the year. They do a haunted spirits tour. Um, uh, I'm misquoting that. I know I am, but they do like a, a spirits tour through this. and, And it's like a whole, I mean, they have a pretty large property and they walk through the property and tell all the stories, the spirit and ghost stories, um, that go along with golondrinas and it's so it's just so cool uh, to to see and do and um, and then but you can go during the day just in general to see things going on there and see how things worked going on there before or you can go in the um, during these events to see how they do different events like they do a fiber fiber event they do a renaissance fair the renaissance fair is not really typical new mexico but they do other they do a lot of events that are typical in New Mexico and um, they do a lavender festival where all the area lavender farms bring in their lavender and then
0: oh you know, wow. Stuff. And there's a lavender farm in Albuquerque too. That's right? Las Bobanas.
1: yes. Okay. Yeah. That's just just on the southeast side of Albuquerque. We'll call it it's very close to yeah. Albuquerque. And that's it's, beautiful. It, it, yeah. It's
0: in the farm country, and that's what people don't realize yeah. about Albuquerque. And there's a B and B um the rocking horse, um, I think. Yes, the I red think.
1: horse, the red horse. inn.
0: that's it. Why did I say um, rocking horse? Very
1: close, very close by. Um, the last bonus is really beautiful. Over there. Mm-hmm. That's a, a big uh, lavender farm. They actually put a bee, a, a honeybee meditation room in there just in the last two years. To, oh, wow! I didn't see that. We saw peacocks. Go this, you go into this room, and all the bees are just buzzing around you. It's so cool. I'm a beekeeper, so that, that really is uh. Is is really a fun thing to have buzzing around you? And uh, what
0: happens in in the fall to bees? Do they go to sleep during no, the winter no. when it gets cold, or they just no?
1: They stay alive in their hive all year long, and um, they hmm. just they eat. They will come out and they'll they'll do their what we call cleansing flights, but they're just going to the bathroom. Um, they they, oh, they, okay. they go to the bathroom in their hive because their hive is like their sacred place. Even if it, they can't get out for three or four months, they still won't go because um, their hive is like very clean, very pristine inside. You can almost eat, eat off of the inside of a beehive.
0: So, wow. Yeah. Can't say that about a lot of places, <laughs> but <laughs> bed and breakfast, you could, because yeah. that, that has, I was going to say, even during the pandemic bed and breakfast were the ones who were like really keeping everything going. I do not want to forget going, I want to go back to the balloon fiesta because yes, this yes, is definitely. a huge deal for Albuquerque. And obviously, you know, you're so close to Albuquerque too. Uh, for folks, right? In, in my mind, I think you are. It's a right? huge
1: deal for every lodging, every lodging place and every touristy place from Albuquerque all the way to the Colorado border. And we all get oh all so cool. talus
0: too so talus oh, yeah, get... too
1: um so people go you know go see the ascensions they see the glow the the, the glows at night that the bloom glows at night um which are really cool and each day has its thing like one day it's special shapes one day it's it's a rally it's a race one day it's um yeah, every day wow. there's 10 days of bloom fiesta it starts on a Friday they do something on a Thursday night but it starts really officially on a Friday and ends on the following Sunday so it's really a pretty cool event to see um to see this and you know you the nice thing is like if you're staying in santa fe you they have tons and tons of buses that are going there to drop you off because if you want to get there for the 5 30 ascension you literally have to leave at 2 30 or 3 in the morning from even in albuquerque it takes longer to get from albuquerque to the bloom fiesta than it does from santa fe to the bon fiesta or about the same time just because of the traffic uh, It's the largest bloom festival in the world and um, wow. You know, it's really, I mean, there's all kinds of events. It's, you know, people have, they have dinners involved, they have breakfast involved, you know, we get a lot of guests that go there and spend a lot of, you know, spend a lot of time there, but by 9am everything's up in the air and there's stuff to do there. But a lot of people are like, well, I want to go and and look at other things. I want to go to Las Pavanas or I want to go to, you know,
0: yeah,
1: I want to go They're to, go I want to, go they, to well, STEM, they have a there.
0: museum too. They have the, yeah. um, Bloom, Bloom Festival
1: Museum. Museum. I went there a couple of years ago for the first time because I just never had a chance to go there. That is really cool. The museum's got like areas dedicated to weather, and it's got areas dedicated to the the progression of blooms through the years. And uh, they got a whole amazing weather exhibit and how wind moves and stuff like that. If you're into that stuff, I like it, but uh, I like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, so, no, because
0: it it makes sense about. Yeah. Uh, it goes with nature, right, and then the history yeah. of aviation started with the balloon, if you think yeah. about it, yeah. you know, I'm golfier and but I don't know it, there was i think it was I don't know, but it did start but, with balloons, but so when you but, think about all these ascensions are happening at that time of year and the weather, I'm also thinking like just being outside in the evenings has got to be part of the magic and is that not a good time to stargaze too just in the it, fall i always thought it was big
1: i mean the stargazing is amazing in new mexico um there are people that do um stargazing tours where they take you out and they show you different areas and they have like sp- perfect places to see the milky way and perfect places to see certain constellations and planets and stuff um you know that that's one nice thing we have at our inn is you know we have very dark skies since we don't have the light pollution of downtown Santa Fe because we're about 10 minutes outside of downtown, and um, so you can literally we have somebody coming in September who is bringing about three telescopes and he's going to set them up in the parking lot two nights in a row because he just wants to, he's an astronomer from somewhere in southern Texas and he just wants to enjoy the night nice sky and have some fun. and I think him and his wife are looking to move here, and I just talked to oh. him today. And And, you know, that's the kind of thing that happens. We have observatories that are pretty world-class observatories that people dial into. Uh, Here I go again, that people log into over the web. And, uh, you know, they have like one one observatory in Roe, New Mexico, which is about 30, 40 minutes south of Santa Fe and Mm. uh, beautiful Mesa there. But they have about 50 telescopes in this observatory. Wow. uh, Pay to put their telescope there, and then they maintain it for them, and then they connect to it over the internet, and they can look at their telescope and see what's going on. And uh,
0: wow, and and Chaco's not too far from you either. Chaco's not; it's not that
1: far. But that's
0: a dark sky park too. That is an international dark sky park, and they have an observatory. That's kind of
1: pretty. Yeah, that's getting ground zero for astronomers. And um, and getting back to the Bloom Fiesta, the Bloom Fiesta. I just looked it up while we were talking. Is October twenty October sixth through October 14th or 15th it's always yeah like- so
0: it's now it's like don't don't delay
1: yeah don't delay. So, um- do not
0: delay on this kind of thing um so I know we talked we've got skies we've got now food we talked a little bit about chilies but I'm going back to food because aren't there also festivals for food wine art mm-hmm. art I know in October is always a big art month I know Silver City New Mexico mm-hmm. has their studio tours and art walk in, in the downtown and I know becky's on the show a lot uh becky from casitas de gila um and she's an artist her her and her husband and they have art and um so it's yeah that's that's i think art is think art is always in art is is
1: king in santa fe art is king in new mexico um santa fe is the third largest art market in the country Mm -hmm. um, right behind new york and la um they, but The chili festival, we have the Hatch Chili Festival, that is such a cool festival to go to, and you can get to see how they harvest the chili, how they roast it. You know, oh, wow. if, you want, if you want to be a chili aficionado, just spend a day or two in, in Hatch, and you're going to become a chili uh, aficionado very quickly. And cool. uh, that's one really cool place to be. There's the Ria Dosa Oktoberfest. That's pretty cool, where you get to get the whole German and the whole polka, you know, the, oh, whole, wow. the whole experience of German and polka. And um, you know, one thing about polka is that it, a lot of the mariachi started with mm-hmm. the, with polka years ago um, back when German settlers came to Mexico. and uh, so-
0: I thought it was you bringing it from Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> no that's all uh, German too. <laughs> you
0: know every time I tell people like they were like, oh, I'm from Pennsylvania. I said, well, you know, do you do the polka?" And they look at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> I'm like, come on! Don't you know how to roll out the barrel? Come on! Well, there's know.
1: a there's a festival going on right there now, which was uh, called Music Fest back in Pennsylvania. It's going on right now. It's that's an ungated ten uh, day festival too, and of that's polka? a pretty large musical fe- music festival. One there's twelve platzes, platzes or which are just areas, and one is dedicated just to polka twenty four seven. Wow. <laughs> That's okay, a lot of, I don't
0: think I, that's a lot, maybe too much for me, I think. Yeah. Um, a you know, little bit here have, then. Santa yeah, Fe, no,
1: We also have the wine and chili festival, which is a pretty big festival here. And um, that's run at the Fort Marcy park, same place where he runs as Obra. And uh, that's, we bring chef, they bring chefs in from all over New Mexico and they bring all the wineries in and this is going to be the most concentrated place for wine and chili anywhere in the state at any given at a given time and that usually happens a little later in september so, and then
0: you also have the margarita trail which is year round
1: yes yes the margarita trail is year round you get your passport you get a little passport book they it's now electronic you can still get the paper one but you get your little passport book and you can get it stamped but you have
0: to dial it up yeah you got it <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I
1: had to. Yeah, but, they, but now it's all electronic. It's on. It's on your phone, and um it's you get it, and you you somehow validate okay. it. And depending on how many places you go, if you can make it to all those places, there's prizes that are involved, like a shirt and um, a cookbook, oh, and it's cool. It's it's really fun because it's the whole trail. They they just have this whole marguerite trail through the whole state, and it's really cool. You can buy it at the any whole state. Present.
0: Or I it thought goes, to Santa Fe.
1: It's mostly Santa Fe, but there are some in there from Albuquerque. I, I should from like Albuquerque North. There's places in there, and then you get the, and then it's kind of cool. You you can get the the app. You can download anywhere now. You just have to get mm. the book somewhere, and somehow oh. they validated. I'm not sure how, but um, and then uh, you get you get prizes, and then yeah, I guess the bigger pieces you get bragging rights that you took the whole Margarita Trail.
0: Oh and, my gosh, that's cool. But you you know what the other thing about fall and chilies is that chocolate place that you have. Um, uh, Kakua. Oh, yes. That's it with a K. Kakua. Starts with a K. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Kakua oh, is and, a big, they just, oh, another, they just started their new what? facility for production in Santa Fe. And now they have. Oh, my gosh. Three I or love four them. chocolate houses in Santa Fe and at least one in Salem, Massachusetts. That's, that's where they started It's back in Salem, Massachusetts. Um, so you yeah. guys are
0: all from the east coming out to the <laughs> big, grand west those yeah. big open skies once you get hooked on the yeah. big open sky well, it's, it's,
1: we call it the it, land of entrapment not the land of enchantment
0: yeah yeah right it's it's yeah because it is like that when you yeah. I, it's weird because as soon as you hit the southwest and you get that big sky, you're like, oh yeah, man and New Mexico it, has it
1: yeah it's hard my when we moved out here I don't know twelve for twelve to thirteen or fourteen years ago, I forget twelve years ago, I think. My wife, my wife looked at me and she said, well, you might as well get me a one-way ticket because I know I'm going to like it out there. And she'd been out here one or two times before. She goes, you might as well just get me the one-way ticket. Leave me here. You can go pack the house up in Pennsylvania and come Oh, back. wow.
0: Yeah, that's it. And don't forget to go to the Polka Festival for 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> the other <laughs> no. cool
1: festival that 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 we that they ran, and they just had it a couple weeks ago, is the uh, Roswell UFO Festival.
0: Oh, come and on. That is that's cool. Pretty wild.
1: And that's a... yeah relatively new they've been doing it for years they stopped it over the pandemic but they've been doing it for years and it's the uFO festival i was talking to some uh, food vendors that were there because um because i helped manage the food vendors for a couple of our events in santa fe and uh, as if i don't have enough to do because i'm crazy but yeah yeah um,
0: we understand <laughs> but
1: they um they told me it was a pretty wild festival it wasn't like something you'd see in New mexico that's that's the neat thing about New mexico is you get these Like Oktoberfest and UFO Festival, like those, you wouldn't think, UFO Festival, you wouldn't think, but you wouldn't think that um, like Oktoberfest Festival would happen in New Mexico, you know, it's kind of neat.
0: But you have some breweries. I mean, that people didn't think you had wine and yet some of the oldest wineries come from your state, Mm -hmm. you know, and then breweries, you have breweries, right?
1: Gray, uh champagne is mm-hmm. uh, based in albuquerque and it's they've got award-winning champagnes all over the world they've they've won awards all over the world and they're right here pretty local mm-hmm. so um the big one which one we did you mention
0: uh we went to Ca- casa rondina rondina um it's right oh, by yeah. the lavender place and yeah. that was pretty cool and um he does uh more spanish style mm-hmm. and um he really went into the history of New Mexico being like one of the first winery winemaking states, but it wasn't, you know, New Mexico, it was still a territory at that time. Mm-hmm. But, um, but beer wise, you know, you're talking about Oktoberfest, you know, which actually were celebrated in September. But, um, what about breweries in New Mexico? Now, we have a
1: lot of breweries. But I mean, you do a lot pop up in the last five years. But um one of the, one of the mainstays here in Santa Fe is Santa Fe Brewing. They've been around I think at least 20 30 years. They've been And around. we
0: miss them? Like how, like what? Yeah,
1: they're um they run a great brewery. Um we usually have them at most of our events that we run, our club runs, um because they just run a great brewery. It's a very consistent quality beer. Um but there's um oh my gosh, there's a lot of breweries around and now uh, Sandia It's called Sandia Brewery. Um, That's down in Albuquerque. I'm just now. I'm blanking, of course, but there's a ton of breweries and there's a lot of beer festivals in Albuquerque and Santa Fe. There's several of them where you'll get twenty or thirty breweries that'll come and bring all their beer, and you can taste.
0: You know what? I have to go back. I did have uh, New Mexico beer, and it was at the Sawmill Food Hall, like a food. It's a food hall in Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yeah. Uh huh. Is it the Sawmill? Yeah. Oh my God, I loved it there. And they had a yeah. whole section just of New Mexico beers, and yes. that's what we did. And then they had international food. It was all local, like small micro. Oh my God, I love I love that idea. I I love yeah. food halls. I think they should be everywhere because it's kind of goes back to history of markets. Mm-hmm. You know, old markets, European market kind of vibes. About
1: two years ago, we got a food hall in Santa Fe. It's called Chomp. C-H-O-N-A. Oh. And that's the first first food hall in New Mexico in Santa Fe. They have about I don't know seven or eight food vendors, plus some fresh fresh food refrigerated section, and then they have a big bar. They have brick oven or. um Wood-fired pizza, uh, it's not a big, it's not a big food hall, but it's, it's a real, they're planning on adding to it. Um, the owner was telling me the other day that he's, he's got some new cool plans. He wants to start doing, letting people run, have parties there and events and stuff like that, which they've oh, never done cool. before. Again, it's only two years old. Uh, the food hall craze came late to Santa Fe. But because uh, there's a couple down in Albuquerque, but um, it's really a cool, it's an old building. It was an old, um, it was an old nightclub at one point before, before it was this. And it's it's got some really interesting characters, an old brick building that has some really interesting character. And when they mm-hmm. renovated, they kind of kept the, the mystique of the old building and like the old, the old metal and the old wood that was in the building. And they tried to maintain all that when they renovated it. And it was, it's really wow. uh, kind of a cool and it's got like 20 foot high ceilings in some parts of the food hall so it's really oh cool neat, neat what place. about
0: you know route 66 culture is big and it's getting to its big anniversary mm-hmm. as well um of the highway and i know albuquerque obviously has route 66 mm-hmm. and santa fe um and also the santa fe trail that's a whole other thing Six. That I'll, I'll get stuck on trails and routes <laughs> if you tell me about any kind of historic pathway or it's a rabbit hole for me and I won't stop. Um, so we're, we're right on
1: route six. We're right on the original route 66.
0: But you're on old Las Vegas. So now I got,
1: old, I went down old a rabbit. La, old Las Vegas is the old route 66 highway. Um, Cause I
0: got stuck on that. Cause I'm geez. like, oh, I wonder if this is an old highway that would yes. go to Las Vegas, like in New Mexico, Las Vegas. Um, so I wonder, you know,
1: so they, in the thirties, they straightened out route 66 and put it straight through Albuquerque. But before that, it came up and it went through Santa Fe. It went through right downtown the Plaza of Santa Fe. Then it came back down mm-hmm. and it got Albuquerque, and then it went on to Arizona. Um, but we are right on the old Route 66. Um, cool. right, our um, our b and is right on the Route 66. So it's kind of cool. We have some historical markers right down the road, like literally half a mile down the road. Um, really neat. Um, really, really cool uh, history with that. And I know, that, yeah, the anniversary is coming up. Uh, I know some people that wrote the Route 66 book for New Mexico, mm. and, they, cool. and they they did a really good job. They went through and marked all the Route 66 historic sites in this book. It was a husband and wife team. And um, funny thing is, I went to the same high school as the wife did back in Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, wow. Which that's a, a totally, trip, totally
1: weird coincidence. She actually went to school with my mom, actually, in the same same town same high school, graduated like one year after my mom. And it was just a weird coincidence of that. But they wrote the book. And I think they wrote a couple of them, but it's about all the historic markers. But they wrote one just about Route 66.
0: Mm. We've covered a lot of interviews on Route 66. And one guy did um, the ghost stories of Route 66. And there's some freaky stuff on there, man. It's like There, there is some trippy. I mean, New Mexico... There is, it's in the land of enchantment, and be, I think because there is a celebration of those who have passed, mm. and it's not in a freaky way. Well, I think they embrace the freaky side of it. You know, they, you know what I mean. New Mexico yeah. is that state that does it, and and you know, it's like yeah, you know, look at the the, the, the mural behind me. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, let's celebrate and celebrate, which is awesome, but. Um,
1: I mean we're I think we're it's, it's, we, it
0: brings more stuff weird stories into the mix you know what i mean yeah and, and haunted hotels
1: would we, we burn this giant effigy of gloom i mean yeah. you know it it all ties into that weird lore you got la llorona you know that's that's the big ghost story here um, oh yeah
0: well what that, what now come on spill the la llorona la, la, la,
1: i don't know the whole story really well but la llorona is the lady that was um you you can hear her cry, supposedly, if you go near the river and stuff like that. Take a look when you get a chance. Oh, you, can, you can hear her see? cries if you go near the river, especially in around October. Whether it's rumor or true, you know, I like to say, let a, let people form their own opinion of that. Um, if you're into, into spook houses or, scare, you know, scare houses, um, we have a really oh. huge place called McCall's Pumpkin Patch down in Moriarty, which is about... 20, 30 minutes east of Albuquerque and it's a huge pumpkin patch, but they have a barn, a haunted barn and a haunted um, maze, corn maze, and it is huge. And they run, in fact, the farm closed as a farm and just does this, pumpkin patch they do the haunted pumpkin patch they do the haunted or the haunted corn patch, sorry and the haunted barn and that's pretty cool it's about an hour 50 minutes to an hour south of santa fe and about 30 minutes east of albuquerque wow, so that's so another fun that. thing they run that the whole they start running that towards the middle to end of our of september through halloween and uh it's really a cool thing you know to see that big things like that for people that want to be spooked and scared and, i like
0: it Probably, yep. I
1: think that's the biggest thing that goes on in that town every year. But it is pretty amazing the, the amount of people that go through there every year. So.
0: Oh, man. Very cool. So lots to experience um, in yes. the fall and get planning now, for sure, as we were saying. But um, one thing I didn't want to forget, uh, we talked a little bit about the arts. So Taos Arts Festival, there's the International Film Festival, studio tours. We kind of touched on that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a state fair. So on the arts, there's a lot of fiestas too. I think fall it like it, oh. now yes. through through Christmas,
1: really, right? So Taos just finished having their fiestas a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that usually happens a little bit after uh, July 4th, right around July 4th. Um, and then we'll have the Las Vegas fiestas coming up soon, and which is Las Vegas, New Mexico. Then Santa Fe has its fiestas, of course. And then there's some smaller fiestas uh, floating around here and there. Um that people, everybody loves to go. And that's kind of the celebration of the Spanish culture. And uh, one thing you start seeing them do is bringing in other cultures into the fiestas to show the rich native history and so on and so forth with with that. Um, but every, every place in New Mexico does something special in the fall. That's what's so special. It's, yeah. That's what's so special about the fall in New Mexico. It's, mm. you know, there's things going on everywhere and there's no way you can get to all of them. Uh, you know, there's just no possible.
0: Yeah. And I think now if you're planning to go and, it, you know, things are pretty booked up, try and do what you can do. You know what I mean? Um, But it's beautiful. I mean, there's outdoor adventures. It's such a good time to hike, depending on the weather, you know what I mean? Um, But fall, to get out and about, go for a walk, walk downtown, go get some art, you know, eat, drink, be merry. All that good stuff uh, is there. And it's, you know, I think of Hispanic Heritage Month in September, the the two weeks in, in September, it's a good time to um connect with that and then you've also got the indigenous people's celebration as well um so that's something feast days, special the, yeah
1: these days which are amazing we just had a guest day with us who went to the ms feast day mm. which you, know, you go to the feast day at the native um at the and on, tri- on the tribal lands which there that's the one day that all the tribes are open that tribes open up to the, to the Mm -hmm. everybody to the public and they invite people for their feast days which is really an amazing experience to go see that to go see and be part of and you know most of the places though you're not allowed to bring a cell phone and you gotta leave your cell phone in the car and that's that's, okay uh, it's kind of cool to to bring it back to what it you know what it was at one time Uh, Las Cruces runs a wine festival too in the fall oh Um, yeah that's That's right Fun to go to um i mean there's just there's just tons of things to do and there's
0: a southwest printmakers uh fiesta that it happens in silver city yes. uh, new mexico there's a lot i mean
1: there's a lot. And and a lot of Ooh. people have been moving their festivals around since the pandemic. So some that have done, done stuff in the spring are now moved it to the fall. Some stuff have moved to the fall, to the spring, to the winter. I mean, a lot of just people. Just whatever people needed to
0: do. Yeah. Just to do not what you compete.
1: Need. Not to compete. And one thing that um, that's kind of fun in most cities in New Mexico, and Santa Fe has one, is the rodeo. The rodeos are over. That's more in the summer. But, you know, people are into rodeo. That's always a fun thing to do. Um, to see the traditional way they did the rodeo and see the rodeo circuit, the professional rodeo riders, and um, they do also. I think they're finishing up right now. They do the barrel races, which are kind of really neat. You get the younger kids coming in, you get to see them do the barrel races at the uh, at the rodeo grounds. So that's, that's
0: hardcore, like man. <laughs> just fun, it,
1: but it's fun. It's it's not you know they're they're not jumping off and lassoing a bull. They're you know they're they're. It it is hardcore, but it it's more you know it's kind of more fun fun activities mm-hmm. to watch and go mm-hmm. see. So there's yeah. just, and I, I mean, it, fall. If people say there's nothing to do in New Mexico in in the fall, you know they must not be in the right New Mexico. Yeah, right. And then there's
0: there is no other New Mexico. And you, you know there smell. may be another Las Vegas, but not another New Mexico. Yeah. That's for sure. You do but smell yeah. the
1: chili in the air. So oh. starting about now. Through October, you drive mm. through town and you just smell the roasting chili in the air.
0: Listen, uh, stop it. I'm hungry. You know, <laughs> it's cruel. It is cruel. Yeah. Um, very exciting. Um, everyone again, NMBB uh oh. <laughs> yeah, nmbba.org is the website for the New Mexico Bed and Breakfast Association. And also go to Bobcatin.com. When you go to the New Mexico Bed and Breakfast Association site, like Ryan was saying, you you can, you know. You're going to see all the inns there. They also have great articles to help you plan. Um, but we are here every second Thursday talking New Mexico, the land of enchantment. And every single show we do, innkeepers make us hungry. It's just, it's cruelty. But that's we love job. it. I know, I know. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ryan. It's Thank a pleasure you, to see you again. It's great <laughs> to see you. I love that
1: mural in your background there.
0: Yeah, that's Silver City, New Mexico, one of their newest murals. And they're, You know, Beautiful. that's the one thing public art in new mexico it's like one of the best states for public art albuquerque santa fe incredible just even going inside your capitol building um but that's a gallery yeah that
1: building is pretty much a gallery
0: it's amazing amazing so uh, lots to see and do thank you all for listening as always thank you lisa thank you gracious hosts unique lodging and tasty cuisine New Mexico bed and breakfasts are New Mexico true. Our innkeepers are as special as New Mexico, and we're sharing their stories. Read about them and plan your trip at nmbba.org.